Mystery in the Air, starring Peter Lorre, presented by Camel Cigarettes. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two kinds of stories. Those you can take to bed with you and they relax you and put your mind at ease. And then, then there's the other kind. And our story tonight is the other kind. I still do not know whether it was the shadow of the madness to which the author himself so tragically succumbed. Or whether there really was a, an evil something that could not be seen or described. Oh, why don't you decide for yourself? Uh, I'm simply going to tell you the facts in a case as set forth by Guy de Maupassant in his immortal story, The Horror. Each week at this hour, Peter Lorre brings us the excitement of the great stories of the strange and unusual, of dark and compelling masterpieces culled from the four corners of world literature. Tonight, The Horla by de Maupassant. Mystery in the Air, starring Peter Lorre, brought to you by Camel Cigarette. in front of my house, the house in which I was born and grew up. Oh, it's a wonderful house, and I love it. From my windows, I can see our great river, the Seine, which flows along the side of my garden, yes. The great, wide Seine, which goes to Rouen and Le Havre, and, and is covered by boats passing to and fro. Yes, down to the left lies Rouen, and a whole city dominated by the spire of the cathedral and, and full of bells which sound through the air on fine days, even as far as my home. Oh, <laughs> what a wonderful morning. I was almost sorry when Marie, she's my housemaid, you know, when, when she interrupted me. Your luncheon is ready, Missy. Oh, thank you, Marie, but, you know, it seems a pity to go in a house. Say, do you like it here, Marie? Oh, yes, sir. I like it very much. Yes? I love to watch the boats go by on the Seine. Well, you do, huh? So do I. See that one? That big schooner, and, and it's being pulled back. Look, what a little tug. Oh, look, it's no bigger than a fly. Oh, isn't it beautiful? The clean and white and shiny. All white, yes, and she's a three-master, you know. Brazilian, I think, yes. I, yes, I can see the flag. It is Brazilian. Oh, she's had a long journey from South America to pass my house. You love this place very much, don't you, monsieur? <laughs> yes, Maria, I love it. I can feel those deep roots which attach a man to the soil and on which his ancestors were born and died and, and to the villages, yes, to... To, to the atmosphere itself. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you, Marie? No, sir. No. But I do know that if you don't come into the house soon, your luncheon will be cold. All right, all right, Marie. I'll come in. 
12. For some reason, I, I've had a slight feverish attack the last few days, and I, I feel low-spirited and ill. I, I have continually a horrible feeling of, of impending danger, an apprehension of, of some coming misfortune or, or of approaching death. Uh, I've never experienced anything like this before. If it continues, I, I think I'll have to see my doctor. Look, I've told you, your pulse is rapid and your eyes yes, are slightly dilated. Otherwise, you're in splendid condition. But, Doctor, then then why is it when evening comes on, a, a feeling of oppression seizes me, just, just as if night concealed something horrible? Why is that? Probably just a slight attack of indigestion. Yes, yes, indigestion. Yesterday, when I was walking in a forest of Rumor, why did it suddenly seem to me that I was being followed and, and that someone was walking at my heels close, quite close to me? He was near enough to touch me, and yet, yet when I turned around, I saw nothing... Nothing behind me but the path between the tall trees. Horribly empty. Can you explain that by indigestion, can you, huh? Well, here's a bromide. Mm. If you'll take it in several cold showers daily, I'm sure your fears will vanish. Yes, I'm sure. And you'll be able to sleep without any further trouble. All right, Doctor. Thank you very much. Who's there? It's I, Marie. Oh, oh, just a moment, just a moment. Yes? Are you all right? What You're is it, You're screaming Marie? and calling out. I'm sorry, I... Wake the I servants. I must have been here having a nightmare, Marie. Look, Who's if you dreamed that someone was looking at you and touching you and, and taking your neck in his hands and squeezing it, squeezing with all his might in order to strangle you, don't you think you would cry out too, huh? Oh. Yes, sir, I'm sure well, I should. see, all right. Just tell the other servants I shall try to be more quiet. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Good night. Hey, look. Look, Marie. My, my water carafe. My water carafe, monsieur? Yes, it, it was full. I, I know it was full when I went to bed. Yes, sir, I filled it last night. Yes, and now it's empty. I haven't touched it, and, and it's empty. Yes, sir. Somebody has drunk the, the water. So, somebody has... Has been in his room. Somebody, something drank that water. I don't know who could have, sir, unless perhaps you yourself in your sleep. Yes, yes, I myself in my sleep, of course. That's it. I, I must have done it myself, Marie. Marie, tell him to pack my things. I, I'm going to Paris. I, I'm leaving the first thing in the morning. July 12, Paris. <laughs> Paris, I, I must have lost my head during the last few weeks. At home, my mental state bordered a madness, for, for I had believed, yes, I, I had believed that, that an invisible being lived beneath my roof. <laughs> how stupid, how perfectly ridiculous it all seems now, yes. 24 hours in Paris have completely restored my equilibrium, and... And tonight I, I'm going to dine at the house of my cousin, Madame Sablé, and, oh, Dr. Parent is going to be there. He's the famous specialist for nervous disorders, and, and I shall ask him, and I'm sure he, he can finally put my mind at rest about this, this silly hallucination. Well, Dr. Parent, I, I've been wanting to ask you, have, 
Have you ever known of a case where a person feels that he is, um, how shall I put it, and, and not entirely in, in command of his soul? It is curious that you should ask me that. Why is it curious? Because now, only now, in 1889, yes. after all these years, we are on the verge of discovering one of the most important secrets of nature. What is that? Ever since man has thought, he has felt himself close to a mystery which has been impenetrable to his gross and imperfect senses. Yes. Whatever are you talking about, Dr. Parrott? <laughs> Apparitions, my dear Madame Sable. Invisible spirits. <laughs> oh, you doctor. You're always being mysterious. Oh, not at all. For more than a century now, men seem to have had a presentiment of something new. Yes. Uh, Mesmer and some others have put us on an unexpected track, and we have arrived at really surprising results. Oh, you're just trying to frighten us. Not at all. If you think so, would you like me to try to send you to sleep, madame? It would be a novel experience. <laughs> if you can do it. <laughs> and if I can, it will answer your cousin's question. Yes, it certainly would. Now, madame, if you would just sit in this easy chair. So, <sighs> now, you must let your mind go completely blank and look fixedly into my eyes. Yes, that's right. Now, you are going to sleep. To sleep. You're going to sleep. 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 You see, her eyes are becoming heavy. Her mouth is twitching. I see. Sleep. You have nothing but that. I don't like this. Mind. It frightens me. Sleep. Sleep. Here, yeah, now she is asleep. An easy subject, I must say. Some now, if you will stand directly behind her chair, I will proceed with the experiment. Now, hmm. I hand her an ordinary pasteboard visiting card. So. Now, Madame Sable, you hold in your hand a looking glass. Yes. I'm holding a looking glass. What do you see in it? I see my cousin standing behind my chair. What is he doing? He is twisting his ear. But, Doctor, she cannot see me behind her by, by looking at a piece of cardboard. No, of course she can't. She sees you through her mind. Or someone's mind. This troubles you, doesn't it? Yes, it troubles me. But it answers your question. No. No, it does not. That's common knowledge, Doctor. It's an axiom that, that human beings can be dominated by human beings. But what if a human being is, is dominated by something? By something else, I mean. Something not human. What then, Doctor? August 6. I'm back at home. Yes, now I know it's useless to struggle. Useless. Somebody possesses my soul and, and dominates it. Somebody orders all my acts, all my thoughts. I'm, I'm nothing except his slave and a terrified spectator of all I do. Yes, but, but who is he, this, this invisible being that, that rules me, this, this unknowable spirit, this, this rover of a supernatural race, he, he must have a name. I, I know he has. I feel it. I, I can feel it. And, oh, someday, someday it will come to me. Oh, if, if I only could leave my house and go away and escape and, and never, never return. But, but it's impossible. This... It being, I cannot call by name. He, 
He will not let me. I'm helpless. What can I do? What can I do? Now back to de Maupassant's terrifying story of a man obsessed by the idea that he is dominated by an invisible being. Fear is ruining his life. The suspicion that he is no longer master of his own actions, even of his own soul, is rapidly becoming a certainty. It's only two o'clock, and the whole night is before me. Oh, how, how still it is. And the stars, how bright they are. Who inhabits those faraway regions, and, and what do they know that we do not know? Will not one of them someday appear on our earth to conquer it? We are so weak, so, so defenseless, and what was that? I heard the rustle of paper, yet there's no wind, absolutely no wind. There. It's that book, yes, the, the one on the table under the lamp. It's incredible. The, the page has turned. The page lifted itself up and fell down upon the others as if a finger had turned it over. My armchair appears empty, but, but no, it isn't. No, no, he's there. I know he is sitting in my place. He's reading. I can't stand it any longer. I'll, I'll grasp him and... He ran away. He ran away before I could reach him. He, he ran away and, and a window closed after him. <laughs> He's afraid of me. He's afraid of me. <laughs> what, what do you call yourself, you, you evil shade? Whatever it is, whatever it is, someday, someday I'll catch you and, and crush you. Here, come in here. What? What? We heard the noise and we wondered. Another nightmare, Monsieur. No, it's not a nightmare. I, I was awake. Tell me, tell me, Marie. Do you believe in, in invisible things? Invisible? Yes, invisible beings that, that dominate you. Well, uh, I read an article about that an in article? the paper today. What did it say? That... Somewhere in Brazil, I think, Brazil. people are frightened, leaving their houses, saying they're pursued by invisible beings which feed on their life while they're asleep. Yeah. Like vampires, you know? Marie. Marie, that is where he came from. Oh, monsieur. Don't you remember the, the day we saw that little tug pulling that, that big Brazilian schooner up the river? Yes. Remember, she, she looked so white, all white, and... And he, he was on board. Yes, he, he came from there where his race originated and, and he saw me and, and he saw my white house and, and he sprang from the ship. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I understand. And don't you? Don't you? No, monsieur, I don't. No, no, you couldn't. It, it's all right, Marie, go to bed. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Don't worry anymore. Go back to sleep. Go.
Yes, now I know. How can I help it, knowing it's obvious? Yes, the, the rule of man is over, and, and he has come. He has arrived. But, but what is his name? What do you call yourself? What's that? I, no, I know he's... He's shouting it out. Yes, yes, I listened. Huh? Hola. That's it, yes. The hola. Yes, the hola. He, he haunts me. He, he is within me. He, he's becoming my soul. I, I shall kill him. There, monsieur. What? The iron shutters on the windows and door complete. All right. Well, why anybody wants half-inch iron shutters in their bedroom is more than I can see. Well, at least it'll keep everything out. I don't want to keep things out. I want to keep something in. Hmm? Never mind. Never mind. If you're finished, you take your tools and go. My housekeeper will pay you. Yes, monsieur. Good day, monsieur. Good day. Now I'm ready. Yes, tonight he'll come. But tonight I'm ready for him. I, I'm ready for him. Hmm. He's here, yes. I, I feel it. At last he's here, but... Oh, I don't want to alarm him. I, I'll casually close the iron shutter, so... So casually, as, as if I'm preparing for bed, and... Now I'll start to close the iron doors, as if I'm shutting myself in for the night, but, but instead of shutting myself in, I'll... I'll shut myself out! Yes, yes, it's Donny. He's inside. He, he cannot escape. Downstairs, downstairs, yes. As fast as I can run. Oh, good, good. The lamp is still burning. Oh, yes, fire. Fire, that'll dispose of him. Fire. Oh, see, the house is dry as tinder. Won't take long. See, the, the flames are reaching the ceiling already. Oh. I'd, I'd better get out before I burn myself up, too. Here, here yes. Here, I can, I can watch from here. How slow, how slow the house is burning. Don't you suppose? No. No, there, yes. A tongue of flame licking out on the top of the window. And another, and, and another. See it burn. My house, my, my beautiful house. And, oh, but it's, it's more beautiful. It's now in flames because, because he's inside. And he'll burn too, yes. And, and I'll be free. Free. Now the whole place is in flames. Nothing, nothing can stop it. That's Marie, the servants in the garret. They'll be killed. Uh, Here, stand back, oh, all of you. The rooks are going to cave in. Look. Oh, 
fear premature destruction only we fear it all our human terror springs from that and well then after man what the horror yes after us who can die any day by any accident comes he who can die only at his own proper hour because he has touched the limits of his existence. No, he is not dead. Well, what can I do? What can I do? <laughs> There's one thing I can do. I, I can destroy myself. Yes, yes, yes. I must destroy myself. I'm going to destroy, destroy myself. Yes. It's a story. I know it's by the Maupassant. Yes, I know it's Thursday night and we are on the air, but, but it's the horror. Let... Oh, I, I beg your pardon. I'm sorry I got so excited, but I, I warned you at the beginning. It's, it's a very uncomfortable story. again next week at this same time when the makers of Camel Cigarettes present Mr. Peter Laurie in Mystery in the Air. Next week's play will be Beyond Good and Evil by Ben Heck. The artists supporting Mr. Laurie tonight were Henry Morgan as the voice of mystery, Peggy Weber as Marie, Lorene Tuttle as Madame Sable, Ken Christie as the doctor, Ben Wright as Dr. Parent, Howard Culver and Jack Edwards Jr. This is Michael Roy in Hollywood wishing you a pleasant good night for Camel. <laughs> 